I, I, I worked with this trumpet player. This trumpet player was telling me stories about working in the circus. And he's talking about this one clown. He was telling me about this clown that fell in love with one of the guys in the circus, right? And then one day he saw another guy talking to this guy. And so the clown waited for the other guy to come out of the, the mess hall. And he hit him in the knees with a tire iron. And he says he saw the guy's knees go backwards through his legs. Oh, <laughs> Wait, why did he God. do that? Because because some guy was talking up his dude. Because wow. it was it. So there's yeah. So there's a clown in costume knocking a guy's knees back through his legs with a tire iron. That's what happens in the circus. I don't need any of that. He pulled a clown Tanya Harding. Sign me up. He yeah, did. totally. He wasn't clowning around. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Add that one to your he, set, dude. That's pretty good. He gave him a clown pound. Not as good, but you know, I right, love there. you. All right, terrible, but all right. You know. Okay, all right. This is. Let me ask you a question, everybody. That's the name of this podcast. Welcome back to this podcast. It's called Let Me Ask You a Question. And before I even say another word, you should pause it, and you should call nine two nine three five two six one seven three, so that you could tell us all of your clown stories. Clowns are a hot topic right now. What with it in the movies. Uh, I got to see it still. I got to see it too. I'm very excited to see it. I watched the old one the other day before I flew out to LA. Nice. I saw it on TV. I've been watching like bits and pieces. Uh, I mean, Tim Curry, what a clown that guy was. But uh, Such a clown. Yeah, such a clown. So anyways, although it's hard to not picture him. See, I always picture him as the butler in Clue. That's like yeah. my go-to for Tim Actually, Curry. Actually, yeah. I yeah, picture exactly. him as that demon in Legend. And then I picture him in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, I picture him in Rocky Horror Picture Show, too. And then That's next the I picture thing. him as a guy in Home Alone Part 2. Uh, oh, like yeah. See, I, I, the Home Alone Part 2 guy I envision as the same as uh, the butler in Clue, essentially. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the concierge. He's basically just a hotel butler, yeah, concierge. Yeah, he's like a condescending But what club. about him in Congo? He's in Congo? We must find the lost city of Zinch. <laughs> Mr. Hamoka, stop eating my sesame cakes. I think if you look under, in, in the dictionary, like, uh, under, like, does not hold up, that movie is, like, number one as the definition. Oh so doesn't one, hold up, but terrible. so good. Like, you have to watch it. It's just that bad. And the people costume, the people gorilla costumes are so bad. It's like good gorillas <laughs> versus bad gorillas because of crystals. Pretty much. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yep. It's, it's like a true thing. Oh, yeah. yeah it's based it's on. It's like re- real life. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's based on gorillas and crystals. Based on the yeah. actual uh, history of Congo, <laughs> as far as I know. lasers. Let's be real. There's lasers in it. <laughs> oh, thank God. Yeah, lasers. Why they need the crystals? If you could introduce, <laughs> if you if you could introduce lasers into any movie that doesn't have lasers already, what what would you put it in? An American Tale. <laughs> Somewhere out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see lasers in that. I was gonna say serendipity. Oh, that'd be oh, cute yeah. too. That could that would amp that movie up. Oh, but it would definitely be like deadly lasers. <laughs> it throw serendipity way off the rails. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's got to be people getting roasted for sure. <laughs> Full roasting, laser chefs cooking bodies. <laughs> Go laser chefs. To a nice medium rare. <laughs> like the electric, the electric chair chef. 
<laughs> you know, that made me want to write a short story about, about a guy that electrocutes people for a living and they call him the chef. Do it. Ooh. I think there's... Crispy. Yeah, I think there's something there. <laughs> yeah, he comes out and he asks you how you want to be cooked. <laughs> rare, medium rare. You think anybody's yeah. like, well done. Like, come on. <laughs> you got to be thorough with me. I think that you're just like, you're, you're, what do they call it? Posturing? You're just posturing. Like, you're going to die. So I want to be well done. <laughs> Waste your electricity on me. Yeah, that's what the chef says. Write that down in your history books. <laughs> Stop posturing. <laughs> All right. Well, I have prepared yet another question on this. Hour. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me. I haven't introduced everybody yet. I mean, I'm sure you all know. I'm sure you all know at this point. But we have our, our wonderful producer back. Our wonderful producer. Wonderful that we, guy. That we love so much. EJ5000. How's everybody doing? It's, it's great, great to guy. be here. I just want to say, everybody out there, that we love you. Thank you for listening. Times are hard, but uh, so is host Anthony. So thank you for coming back week after week. We really appreciate it. Um, I am hard. I'm hard now. <laughs> I'm hard right now. Everybody picture that. <laughs> All right, and Greg, a man. Hey, oh, you wouldn't be able to notice if he was. Zing. Oh. I put the wood and wouldn't. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, <laughs> so I have prepared you a question on this. Our what is it? Forty-five, forty-six. Where are we? Forty-five. Forty-five, forty-six. Man. Whatever it takes. We're middle-aged. If years were months and weeks and days, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you though. They're, they're like that. I mean, we're going to be elderly real soon. Mm-hmm. Most of our show is going to be elderly. We're going totally Benjamin Button in this shit. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> I can't wait until our show passes the usual life expectancy. <laughs> there is a question this week. I have, I do have a question. And the question is as follows. If you found yourself homeless, where... Would you move? Like you have no options. You are fresh out of any place to live. Where would you go? Do I live where I'm currently at? Or am I like hypothetically... Yeah, you live where you're at, but you suddenly have no home. There's no place for you to sleep at night. Where would you go? Do I have a car? Like can I get to anywhere though? Yeah, that's kind of the thing. No, you have no car. You have no... uh Uh-uh. You got nothing. You You have a bindle... That you can sling over your shoulders and you can head in some direction. Somewhat. And and we have to we have to we have to say that there's no like say there's no friends or family that can help you out. It's like you're on your own. So the hypothetical best place that I would like to be living outside. Yeah, or or to start a new life or whatever you want to do. Oh, so I can like grift, make some money, rise to the top again. <laughs> You can try. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to from the bottom now. You're not going to succeed. My top's pretty <laughs> low, so it's not all that difficult. So, <laughs> yeah, all right. So, rise to the top of your tent <laughs> if you can afford one. I, I like the uh, the the idea of the whole turquoise Arizona scene. You know that popular gotta get it out, get a, <laughs> gotta get out of town thing. Is that <laughs> is that what happens? People go there. That's a thing. Gotta get out yeah, of town. People go to Arizona. They make like turquoise bracelets and they... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, New, or Mexico. New Mexico. Get into crystal meth sometimes. Yeah, so that's like a whole fun thing. Yeah, that could be a fun scene. So you can picture yourself making turquoise jewelry. Perhaps the weather's dry, like the heat. 
Where are you going to get the turquoise? You like dig for it, don't you? Do you just dig for turquoise? You could just go out there with a pick? I think I could do that, but I think a lot of the people there, what they do is they strangle Native American drifters at bus stops. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what you would get into. Throttle them with their own turquoise necklaces and then take them. (laughs) All right. Thus concludes the serious portion of our show. No, I said I would do the digging. I'm saying that's how those like digging, like digging graves for poor Native Americans. You can you... dig up graves. That's one way to do it too. That's another good way. <laughs> what circumstances would you get into grave digging? If I had to find turquoise, apparently. <laughs> that's the only scenario you could see yourself grave digging. Or you know, if like or I uncle had penny bags. Yeah, I was gonna say if I had this uncle who was sick and he promised me a lot of money and go back and listen to episode three, folks. Yeah, you'd fire him up, though, fire just him for up. some of the good time stuff. All right, hold on. Now that we've put on the table two scenarios, one is where you become a grave digger, <laughs> and one is where you move to New Mexico and kill Native Americans. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> for the turquoise at the bus station. For their turquoise. Which one do you... F- A.K.A. A, a, a New Mexican turquoise <laughs> farmer. That's what they call that. Oh, yeah. That's a real cute way of putting it. <laughs> that all has quotes around it. <laughs> it's like you walk into a bar and you, and you say that somewhere down in New Mexico, all the Native Americans run. <laughs> Show me your turquoise. Oh, oh, you know, I'm a New Mexico turquoise farmer. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, both of those scenarios are pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would do either of them. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> but I just need to let sure. people know that there are possibilities. Yeah. Life is gray. Yeah. You could you could end up. Yeah, I mean, at least Native <laughs> Americans haven't had a horrible history of being murdered in America already. <laughs> <laughs> so at least they have that going for them. It'll be a total surprise when somebody like you <laughs> comes after them, like me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, I'm back. I th- <laughs> yeah all right all right gregor man what, what would you do uh because we can't really talk to ej about this <laughs> we just lost our native american audience oh, they because they're going to run and hide all right well where would you go gregor man would um, you would you kill some ethnic minority no. no i think i'd find one of those like um those people that have the farms that'll let you live on it and work on the farm oh my god can i tell you a terrible story about that craig man and <laughs> did you ever work on a farm no but because of last pod- podcast on the left which is an amazing podcast i've been got I've, I've gotten into true crime a lot more than i've ever been in my life and true crime for those who don't know is basically like real life crime stories so it's very popular there's all sorts of them there's a guy on craigslist who he puts this this ad online that says, come work on my farm. It's a beautiful blah, blah, blah acre farm, but there's no cell phone service. And you get the cabin, you'll make $500 a week. All you got to do is like feed my cows and mow the grass. It's beautiful. Targeting lonely white guys (laughs) in their 40s specifically. And then fill in the blanks. Yeah, he murdered these dudes. He murdered these dudes so that he could take their shit because what they would do is they'd drive out with their pickup trucks and they'd have all their stuff because they're like, oh, finally, I don't have to pay. Wait, what was in there specifically? (laughs) <laughs> middle-aged white guys. <laughs> That's who he targeted. He, he, he. So he'd only hire you if you were a middle-aged white guy. Yeah. All right, so I won't find my farm on Craigslist. 
Don't find your farm on Craigslist. That's what I'm saying. That's fine. I won't. <laughs> oh, shit. I, ju- I just assume it'll be one of those like movie scenarios where I work on the farm for a little while, and there's like a mysterious tent in the corner, and that's where they grow the drugs, and then the CIA or the DEA or somebody comes, and I get caught up in the wrong thing, and then I'll, you know, then the rest of the story unfolds as it shall. Yeah, ICE would send you right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you wear a cute little neckerchief? Only if it was so that I could pull it up and become a bandito. (laughs) That's another option. (laughs) Would you ride around on a tractor so that you could see Alicia Silverstone and Liv Tyler naked? (laughs) (laughs) You guys, this is like... No. You're not taking the show seriously again. He said he was going to live on a farm. I I was just referencing 1990s Aerosmith videos. I mean, forgive me. (laughs) Uh, All right, so you would go pack it up, live on a farm... I mean, what else am I going to do? That's a free That's a free roof over my what? head right you could, there. You could do anything. That's what I mean, though. But, like, if you're going to be smart about it, that's a free roof. Probably food. Yeah, Maybe prob- at some point a little stipend of cash flow. Would you steal some of the food to eat it on, on your Never own? steal. Not if I'm on the farm. Only what they give me. If they're preparing meals from the delicious farm foods that I'm helping to harvest. and. All right. Well, this sounds like a much nicer scenario than... <laughs> I made sure to do that because I did not want to be Native Americans. For the record, I did not say I was going to do that. I said that the people of Arizona do. Yeah, do that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But nobody, <laughs> nobody saw your eyes except for me and Greg Amann. I'm having a hard time picking where I'd actually go because, like, I wouldn't go to Florida because of all the hurricanes. I wouldn't go to Texas because of all the floods. I wouldn't go to California because of all the earthquakes. But I want to go somewhere warm where I can make money. And where I guess I'd have to walk. I know exactly where I'd go. Yeah, I thought Colorado, but then I was like, no, it's too cold. We had an earthquake here last night in L.A. Yeah, did you feel it? I did not feel oh, it. A lot of people post that. I totally did not feel it. I slept right through it. I was fast asleep for the, for the earthquake. So for the lame. 3.6-er? Yeah, that was the worst. I, I would have liked to have experienced it, but I got, I got absolutely nothing. I've always known you're a survivor, Anthony. Yeah, I, I mean, I would probably <laughs> sleep through most any natural disaster. <laughs> or fire, carbon monoxide, robbery, burglary. Yeah, and I'd be super pissed if it woke me up. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Earth, stop shaking. Yeah, anger will be my last emotion. Be still, <laughs> I would say. Uh, yeah, anyways, totally missed it. Uh, all right, well, uh, let's let's take our little break now. And then, and then I'll let you know where I would go if I were homeless. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to involve murdering lots of innocent people. And it's not going to involve farming either. Because farming's worse. But it might involve Tom Bodet. Yeah, I'm going to move in with Tom Bodet. <laughs> Just going to post up. I said, you're going to leave the lights on for me? And he'll say, well, as long as you're not an immigrant... <laughs> Because that's Tombo Death style, apparently. All right. We will be back after this short intermission. Yes, we like to sing about the beauty and the romance of the Old West. But there's a West you might not know about. Just coming out in dude season. That's the workaday range country, busy making your beefsteaks and your lamb chops. There are two facts of life out here. One's grass, the other's water. 
There's no prettier water in the world than you'll find in the range country coming down out of mountain snow, but there isn't always enough of it, and it isn't always in the right places. The idea is to get the grass and the water together where the cattle and sheep can use them. I'll tell you one thing, our boys out here on the range that raise the cattle and the fellas that feed them too, we aren't much used to Hitler's kind of talk. We don't aim to get used to it either. We've been brought up to believe one man's as good as another, and Americans just as good as they come. Anyone that says different had better be ready to back his play. We're backing off. Hi, everybody. I hope you had a wonderful break time where you were broke and we're back and you're homeless. That's the end of our <laughs> show. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> that is awful. <laughs> now we just lost our homeless audience. Wow. <laughs> what if our audience is predominantly homeless? <laughs> you know, you can't prove that they're not. There's different types of homeless, too. You know, there's a lot of couch crashers and in-betweeners, and I send my love to all of you. It happens. We've been, I've been there No, I'm anyway. talking about people living under the stars. Although... The romantic cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> and the Native Americans. Well, sprinkled oh across the land. Every time I oh, <laughs> every time I go on a date with a cowboy, it's always very romantic. They wear that neckerchief just to the left. It does me just fine. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you don't have a home, you know, everywhere you are is home, right? Like anywhere I hang my hat is home. So, you know, do you think homeless is a state of mind? Eesh. No. Your first statement, I think, contradicts your second statement, but I like it. Well, I mean, you know, what, what is homeless? Hard no. Not having a shelter to go to and live in. Yeah, because I think, I th well, yeah, and like your first one was like a very romanticized idea statement of what homelessness can be. Because it can be anywhere that you are is your home. But some people, I think, probably don't feel at home at home or that they don't belong where they are. So I think it's a place where you can feel relaxed. I see. I think that's like, you know, like to sleep in a bus station, if that's your home, isn't relaxed. And so you could call it your home, but that doesn't make it a home. <laughs> you know, I feel... I know there's somebody out there that all the homeless people just hate. They're like, God, I love sleeping on this bus station bench. This is, this is, the, best, this is <laughs> the best place. This is my mansion. I got everything I need right here. I got a vending machine when I have the money for it for Skittles. <laughs> and I have... Chips. And I have, I have a fountain for drinking water. And I have this bench. And I have all I need. So there's probably that person out there, but what you're saying is that if you're disenfranchised, I'm saying if you're disenfranchised and you want uh, <laughs> you want something a little bit more substantial than the bus bench, then th then you're homeless. Yeah. Yeah, but all right. However, though, the second say I'm a person that really wants uh, an actual home, and I want a place to sleep at night. I want shelter. I want a roof over my head, and I'm sleeping in the bus station. But then one day I grow to like it. Am I no longer homeless? Hmm. Oh, because I think there's a threat that security can tell you to leave at any point. I think you are still homeless. Oh, I see. They can make me homeless again. Yes. 
Yeah, home doesn't necessarily need to be an, mean ownership, but I think it does mean allowance. Like, you need to be allowed to be there. Yeah. I mean, I guess... Or at the right. very least, not feel yeah. threatened to I mean, be the real, the real question, though, the underlying question here is if one day I wake up in the state of homelessness and then I say to myself, oh, I'm so happy where I am. Not that that actually happens, but are you still homeless? I, th- I think technically under the definition of the world, yes. This, this comes down to like the science versus science. <laughs> I think that person's perspective might feel good and they might be like, I'm satisfied. Yeah, content. The world is my home. Mother Gaia yeah, will but who, protect who, me. But, who, but then who are you to tell them that they're homeless? <laughs> Society. Because that's, that's so derogatory. No, I mean like... I think that we, we have societal norms, and, and fortunately slash unfortunately, that's what we go with to define our words and our culture. So, yeah. so under our words and culture, that person would still be homeless. Yes, but that is so negative, isn't it? I, I don't know. It's just realist. It's not positive or negative. You know, They, they don't have a, a dumb with domicile that they can safely be upon. But it's great that they maybe they don't want to be, and that's a whole different thing. That's like the that's whole Winnebago culture or camping culture exactly. or backpacking culture. But exactly, that's that's a whole. That's, that feels like if a different they have thing a personal awakening about. and an epiphany, and they're like, "I am happy where I am." Do they do they suddenly in that instant become not homeless? Your 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 Rundle or Bundle sack could totally be your home Bindle. if that's if you. Yeah, Bindle. Thank you, yeah, Bindle. So then you would not... You know, like Rundle or Bundle? <laughs> yeah, my Grundle sack. It's just wrong. I'm going to I'm gonna <laughs> pack up my Grundle sack and take it on the road. Sling it over my back. So, host Anthony, where would you be rundling around? San Diego. San Diego. Yeah, it's so nice there. The weather's like always 70. It's just great. Yeah. yeah if, I, if I... West Coast is great. I'd probably end up there, too. I mean, that's what I've always I said. I mean, I, I do not love... I, do, I don't love it. You know, I don't love the West Coast. But I, lo- I really like San Diego. Uh, and so, I mean, but there's also a lot of people that beat me to that idea. Their homeless situation is pretty aggravated. But, you know, then mm. there's a lot of people to talk to. I'd make a lot of friends real quick because they're <laughs> all friends. You'd, I don't think you would. You'd learn how to get, like, stabbed pretty quickly, too, probably, because that culture is pretty tough. It's a pretty hard culture. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just be, I'll put on a, fr- a friendly face. I'll smile real big and say, you know, I'm happy where I am. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you an accordion. You could be that happy accordion playing homeless guy. But the thing is, the second I say that, I would no longer be homeless. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it, it's a f- <laughs> scientific. It does right seem there. like a funny thought experiment, though. Really, right? Like there, there has oh, to totally. be. It's a, like very Descartes, right? It's like you are what you perceive. You know, your reality is what you believe it. So, you know, I live on the moon right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I imagine there's a certain state of mind type of thing, you know. But you know, and then there's the whole other layer is that. Is that like the, I mean, of course it is, it being that I'm, I'm privileged enough to have a home and I'm privileged enough to, you know, not worry about that. And if, so, of course, I can't really answer this question for anybody. But that aside, is there, you know, is there anything to it if somebody actually likes that freedom? Or is it, is it, that's, is it just yeah. totally the most condescending thing I could possibly say? Which is... No, I think all of all of life is your perspective on it for sure, and like we're we're absolutely pushing it to the extreme, but your mind can do extreme things, and I'm sure there are people who have, you know, been 
brave enough or crazy enough to make things work for them in every situation. How about that? Yeah. All right. So I guess what we should all do is find homeless people and say, God, I'm jealous. Good on you. Just kidding. Just kidding. That's awful. (laughs) I will never do that. We hear it. We hear it. Actually, though, if you're angry at us, call 929 3526173. We would love to hear your angry tirades at, at us uh, regarding Mostly the homeless host Anthony. as lucky. Uh, because I think. Us, he means him. I think we will, in general, as a society, condesa- condescendingly say they are unlucky. However, that's not really our position either. So it's tricky. Well. <laughs> I can say that if you're in the Silver Lake area of California, host Anthony, just give him a ring you. and he will invite you in to stay in his, his Airbnb <laughs> if you're homeless. So, Anthony, you're a very <laughs> kind individual. And I think it's amazing I'll that you're doing I'll have to ask that. my hosts. Our whole homeless audience is coming to you. Yeah. I mean, the homeless are really into podcasts. They came back after you offended them earlier and they left. <laughs> I mean... That's homeless assist, Anthony. You are like making generalizations based on things you do not know about. Think they love podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> I know they love podcasts. What do you do when you don't have a home? You got to do something. Got to listen to podcasts. Yeah, you got to buy an iPhone. Oh, come on. You don't have to listen to podcasts on iPhone. All right, a computer, Android. an Android. Yeah, well, they, should, they probably have one of everything, and so they lost their house. <laughs> <laughs> so there is <laughs> that. Oh, I'm really sorry, homeless contingency. All I'm saying, you know, the, the, uh, my, my basic message here is a positive message that maybe, maybe there's a world where if you come to accept it and accept the freedom that might come with it, you're not homeless anymore. I know that sounds so awful. I'm not homeless. I just live on the streets. I love the concept, though. Yeah, there's no good way to spin it, really. But Nope. Because I can't. I don't, I don't have, you know, I'm not allowed to, to do that. But, you know, but just you, actually, just you wait until this contract is done. We'll talk again in March. <laughs> and, you know, I might be broadcasting from a tent, <laughs> so there's that. The human mind is resilient, though, and I think perspective is very important. But, you know, there, there are hard times that fall on hard people, so. Yes, and hard times have fallen soft people, and soft times have fallen hard people. I don't know. Yeah, I get hard a lot during hard times, right? You know what makes me hard? Going over to <laughs> Mood.TV and checking out past, present, and future episodes of Let Me Ask You a Question and our other podcast from Mood.TV. Yes, TV. emailing us at letmeaskyouaquestionpodcast at gmail.com also makes me hard. Or calling at 929-352-6173 will make me hard. So if you want to make me hard, we're also on Twitter and Instagram, so check us out there. And uh, we all have personal pages that you can probably check out, too, if you're interested in us. interested in getting us hard. <laughs> if, if you want to get us hard, you could also go to Lamayak Le- Pod on Instagram, uh, and that's where we're also hard. <laughs> <laughs> you can make us hard a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways to skin a cat. <laughs> and make us hard. What an awful, awful episode. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I think this is a very positive episode. Very positive. We're going to 
We're really going to tickle the homeless community that listens to podcasts. No, you, what you did is you just taught the homeless community to go to New Mexico and kill Native Americans for their turquoise. <laughs> 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 and the meth. Don't forget about the good meth. All right. All right. This This needs to end. It needs to end now. Because now... Now the show is over. Now we're starting to joke around, and it's just not what the show's about. All right, goodbye, everybody. Just kidding. <laughs> Bye. Mood.tv. Show me your turquoise. <laughs>
Mütter TV.